Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. up everybody i'm alex i'm justin i'm drunk and we are doing a review of wonder woman 1984 which is now in theaters and also dropped on hbo max so we were all able to see it from the privacy and comfort (laughs) (laughs) finally some privacy yes i've been dying Uh, to watch these movies in secret for so long yeah We should mention a couple of things about this uh, before we get into it. Obviously, we're going to be talking about spoilers for the movie. So if you haven't watched it yet, either in theaters or on your TV, definitely turn away right now. Also, if you have your own review and you are watching this on YouTube, please put your thoughts in the comments below. We would love to hear and we would love to chat with you about it. Uh, But dudes, first, I want to know before we get into spoilers, uh, when did you watch it? Did you wa- wake up first thing in the morning, even though it was on at noon and watch it? Mm-hmm. Did you watch it later? Did you read a bunch of reviews? How did it, how did it hit you? I woke the- up first thing in the morning and then screamed at the television for five <laughs> hours until noon when it finally started airing. No, I um, I actually watched, um, because uh, I have children, I watched like 20 minutes of it on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And then this morning I woke up separately and watched the rest. <laughs> Nice. That's wow, the way the just, filmmakers intended it. One hundred percent. So they only lasted twenty minutes. Your kids did during. The I movie didn't want to watch it so much. There's a lot of guns. Sure. What about you, Pete? Um, yeah, I wa- and you were already well into it. Well, it was twelve oh one, and I um, maybe not the nicest way asked my girlfriend what the fuck she was doing. Like, let's fucking do this already. <laughs> And uh, then we got in a fight in, uh, like, what my version of the day was and what her version of the day was and, like, why uh, we, we should be Skyping her family instead of, you know, making them wait two and a half hours while we watched uh, Wonder Woman. So it was a little bit of a tense kind of is thing. There, is there an answer, a shorter answer to that question? <laughs> <laughs> One that won't get you into trouble? Because this is being recorded, Pete. I hate to oh, shit. Oh, okay. My bad. Uh, let's move on from that very weird, very emotional point that Pete just brought up and and instead talk about overall thoughts of the movie. Again, we'll get into spoilers. Um, we talked about this before we do a live podcast every Tuesday at 7 PM. Uh, and I had watched it a little early, so I offered some of my thoughts on it. I know I was kind of mixed. Um, I liked, I was with it. I was having a fun time for maybe the first two thirds or so and just felt like you hold on. Just felt like it <laughs> fell apart of the third act. I think some of the first two thirds have soured the more that I've thought about it, to be honest, even though I still think there are plenty of things that have merit in the movie. But what were your guys take? Pete, I'm sure you were all in. You're not going to say anything negative. You don't want to bring down the comic book yeah. military industrial complex. You showed off your Wonder Woman shirt. I'm also wearing one, man. Woo! Yeah, the mine's cooler. Oh, yeah, whatever. Wow. Mine is more original. Uh, Anyways, I think that um, there was some amazing moments, heartfelt moments. The stuff with her and Steve was absolutely heartbreaking. I got choked up a couple times, 
Really great love story. Gets weird. A lot of stuff like, wait, what is happening right now? She's fighting wishes? Um, I don't know. Took some big swings. Had a lot of things to say. Unfortunately, because of some of the actresses cast and people in it, it was a little like, oh, uh, uh. Yeah, I wanted to love it more. I was happy that it exists. Um, you know, I can't wait for the next one, you know, but uh, yeah, it had, had some tough moments. Interesting. So you're pretty mixed on it. So you're very mad at Alex for saying what he said. Yeah, you also well, I was sort of mad fit- before I saw it because Alex was giving me his thoughts in a way that I was I had a lot of high hopes for this movie. I've been waiting a long time for this movie. Very excited about this movie. So when Zalbin, before I got to see it, was shitting on it and made me I was angry. OK. First of all, I was very clearly not shitting on it. Second of all, I was also excited about the movie and I really wanted to like it. I definitely went in and the first scene, the whole thing, I was definitely like, OK, here we go. This is great. This is Wonder Woman. Yeah. I'm excited. And it just sort of steadily fell off over the course of the movie for me. Um, Justin, what about you? What was your overall take? I, I liked it. Maybe I liked it more than you guys. Um, wow. I thought it felt the most like a comic book um, than a lot of movies, especially from DC. Like the opening uh, sequences I thought were super comic booky. It felt very much like an, like an 80s Wonder Woman comic. And I so I respected that. I think it, it played a little bit oddly, I think, as far as a, a comic book movie goes. But it, because it was a little cheesy – and I don't know if it was purposefully that way or not, but I think it worked in the uh, the larger context. I liked sort of the message of the movie. I liked um, wh- how she uh, sort of won in the end against Maxwell Lord. I thought that was yeah. cool. Um, and I think the parts that uh, suffered a bit suffered because of the same issues we talk about with most of DC's movies, where it's it's no one's having as much fun as they should be. Like... I think in the Marvel movies, all the characters are fun. It moves quickly. It's not – you don't feel weighed down by what's happening or the plot. And these movies, it feels like – and it feels like there's so much explaining that's going on that the characters start to lose the – it feels a little bit like they're working hard to make the movie make sense. Uh, and that uh, drags it down. Like the part where Maxwell Lord is in the Oval Office and he's like – what are these satellites here? Oh, that's how I can put my face on all the screens in America and around the world. I was like, why? Every movie does that that trope. <laughs> why is this one explaining how he can actually do it? Just cut to him doing it. We've seen it so many times. It's like such an unnecessary amount of work for this movie to be doing, and that yeah, happens I mean, by a lot. The time you've kind of breezed past how golden armor works and how a wish stone works, you don't have to be like satellites. What are those? Yeah. Well, that's especially like there's like. The movie's plot is based around a wish stone where anything could happen. It's like, why do you have to explain anything? It, it, yeah. it, that, those things are so confusing to me. But I will say, like, when she makes the jet invisible, I was like, oh, I sort of, that's, that, what? that, that makes the way that they match it to how Themyscira vanishes. I was like, oh, that's actually a thing I hadn't thought of before. That was very smart. Uh, I was really hoping that they were going to cut to like a or somebody I was w- looking at a radar and be like, what are you seeing? It's like two people sitting comfortably in the sky, just flying <laughs> by, you know, like, uh, yeah, I, I was excited to get the invisible jet, but I was kind of struggling a little bit with like 
the reveal in this one of like how her powers are kind of all over the place, you know, like she's flying, but she's not flying, but she is. She learned to fly in this, uh, yeah. in this movie, which I, I've, that's always bothered me about Wonder Woman. I prefer the, just in general, I think it makes more sense that Wonder Woman doesn't fly. <laughs> Uh, she's not f- flying. She's falling with style. Wow. Very cool. Wow. Cool rap. Cool, cool rap. Uh, uh, just to get back to the thing you were saying about fun, I think the one character that really is having fun the entire time is Pedro Pascal as yes. Max Lord. Like, he is hamming it up the entire movie and yeah, having but a why good does... time. And I wish there was more of that. I wish people were matching the level of energy he was bringing to every scene. I really wanted to say I love Kristen Wiig. I thought she was great. Also, uh, Natasha Rothwell gets uh, a cameo in this. I was very excited about that. Uh, New York City comedian who's unbelievable. Uh, But I, uh, I, like, he was such a kind of, like, 80s douche that it was, like, really hard that he got to his kid at the end. I was like, why does this guy get to win? But I thought he learned a a little lesson here. He found the whole movie is built around the idea that truth is the most important thing. Truth matters, which I think is something that resonates um, in our current world. And the fact that... Well, it's a big part of who Wonder Woman is as a character. That's what I'm saying. And the fact that even Maxwell Lord in the comics is someone who is a villain, but he's also, he's mostly just like sort of a scumbag. And sometimes he's like trying to do the right thing in some capacity. And I think that that played true to the real the character from the comics. So I thought that was well, the nice. problem. The problem I had is it was like every chance he got, he was shitting on his kid. And then at the end of the movie, when none of his shit is gone, he's like, oh, wait, I have a kid. I just wanted a little bit more of that in the somewhere else in the movie that would make it more believable that the end that he really cares. Well, I mean, I, think I was like, was you're probably- hugging. Pete, I think he was probably happy that he landed in the middle of D.C. in a random place, shouted for his son three times, and his son wandered around in the woods. And he was like, that's cool. <laughs> no, I get that. that. It's very exciting. That's very exciting. It doesn't happen a lot. Uh, but it was just like, you know, I would have liked to see him care one time about his kid. I think he cared the entire time. I disagree with you on that. I'm with Justin because he's doing it the wrong way, and he's clearly wrong, and he's clearly the villain. But he has stated the entire time that I'm doing this for my son. And his realization is the end is no, he's been doing it for himself. He does have to be doing it for his son. What I kind of needed, and I almost never need this for a movie, but I felt like it was completely skipped by on this one. I needed some resolution beyond that. I needed one sentence or a headline of Max Lord in jail or him talking to his son or something like that. Uh, what happens to Kristen Wiig? How does she become uncheated? Did she give it up? Does she become cheated again? There's a lot of very dangling, strange things that are just not addressed at all so that we can get to that final Hallmark movie scene with Handsome Man at the end uh, where everything wraps up, which is weird. The weird, I mean, again, like the overcomplication of so much. I think the 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 big... Um, uh, event on Themyscira at the beginning of the movie is a perfect metaphor for this whole movie. It's like, it's a contest where we decide who's the best um, uh, of the Amazonian people. And it's like wildly complicated. <laughs> There's all these like loop-de-loos and everyone's on like all these like counterweighted systems. It's like, what? This could have just been like the Olympics for 
the mascara. I, I spent way too much time watching that sequence, wondering how the arrows worked with the different colors. Like, did they yeah. each have a different color? Were they shooting those little diamonds? And <laughs> no, pop? you're shooting on? the diamonds, and that releases your color. It's you just, have to hit the right diamond. But the fact that we have to sit here and be like, how did that work? Is like the device of the movie was not, <laughs> it was meant to be like, look how we learned the lesson about these characters. Instead, it was like, oh, so their banners drop when they're doing well. And yeah, that was the cool well. part. When you figure that out, you're like, oh, the more banner, the more they're winning. Oh. But it's also, it, it also didn't seem to connect really in any way to the rest of the movie. I mean, I know thematically there was the whole thing about like, it kind of brushed on truth and honor and whatever else. But it seems so clear to me that young Diana takes a shortcut and they turn to her and say, hey, no shortcuts. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, she says to Max Lord, no shortcuts. But we didn't get that moment. There didn't seem yeah. to be that direct connection between the two parts in any particular way. Maybe it's something that fell out on the script or something like that. I don't know. But it needed it needed a little bit more connected fiber throughout. Yeah. And it just felt like things, the script felt very wrought over and worked over to get to the, the point where it was at. And not to, I know we, we always end up comparing DC movies to Marvel movies. But the thing that Marvel does so well with their movies is it feels those scripts feel effortless. And I don't know if it's like uh, just a stronger creative direction at the top or the, it's less, there's less notes happening or something. I don't, we don't, we'll, we're not privy to, to why that is. But there are just so many moments, to your point, Alex, where it's like, wait, why did she turn into a cheetah? It doesn't really, the, well, Wonder yeah, Woman is a cheetah. thing where it was just setting up all these rules only to just very randomly seemingly break the rules where they were very clear about the Dreamstone gave one wish to everybody. That's it. Maxwell yeah. gave up, went up Yeah, to but the kid... <laughs> Wished for her, his dad to be there, and the dad, it, like some wishes happened right away, other wishes took days. Well, the reason I was bringing this up with Cheetah, though, is she already had her wish on the Dreamstone, and then Max Lord, when they're the plane together, says, you know, I'm feeling pretty good today, I'll give you another wish. Uh, where did that come from? Did everybody, did it always have the power to do more than one wish? Did that change at some point? Is it just because he was inhabited by the Dreamstone? I know we're kind of just supposed to go with it, but uh, it was over-explained in some parts and under-explained in others. I think yeah. Handsome Man is another example of that, and I don't know why I'm sticking with this so much, but they tried to set it up as this fun quantum leap thing where Steve Trevor comes into this other guy's body, but the only thing I could think the entire time is... They jumped into this guy's body. He disappeared for a couple of days. Who knows what happened to him? They used his body for sex, brought him into multiple dangerous situations where he's probably going to die, dragged him across the world, and then just dumped him in the middle of war zone with no explanation. And that was supposed to be fine. Also, also, this, again, is something that just bothered me too much. The reason they stole the plane from the Smithsonian, which is a weird move in itself, was they said, oh, Steve Trevor, you don't have a passport because you've been dead for all these years since 1918, but Handsome Man probably did because he was a human being who lives in the world, so he probably has a passport. Why didn't they just take a plane? That would have been yeah. quicker and easier. The, yeah, there's a lot of... I will say, on the bright well, side... Also, why couldn't they just bring Steve back? Like, Why did it have to be this invasion exactly. of body snatchers thing? Like, that because was such it was, a it weird... It played into like she was having her wish, and then she had to give up her wish, which I get the plot idea there, and it makes her sacrifice something. It also shows her... She didn't have a lot of desires in this movie, uh, just across the board. She's just going about her business very serious. The fact that she has this wish of having this Steve one back is nice. Yeah. I but, liked it. I re- I thought, like, Gal Gadot did, like, a great job emotionally of, like, when she has to give up Steve and just kind of, like, running away and denounces it. Really amazing acting-wise. I really thought that was, like, really felt 
and like well done uh, kind of renouncing. How great is Chris Pine? That was, he's just great. He's great. I, I love him. I think they're a great combo. Like they're when yeah, the he, she's, she's fighting on one side of the room and he's just like trying to punch dudes on the other side. Like <laughs> so, so fun. That's what I want more of. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I love multiple makeover sequences as well. That's always my favorite part of an 80s movie. And we got a couple of them. We got one with Cheetah or maybe even two with Cheetah. We got one with Chris Pine as well. Just that was all fun stuff. I think there were things yeah. that took me out of it, but it's not by any means a worthless movie i had a pleasant enough time watching most of it um what else what any other sequences that jumped out to you in particular that you thought were interesting um i mean i will say there's a lot of people complaining about the lack of 80s music in this movie um, yeah. And I do think in I was surprised. Yeah, you would think they would do that, which I was surprised they didn't. But I also felt like so many of the they very specifically it was Wonder Woman 1984. And they use it ran the idea that's in 1984 very randomly a couple times where it's like, oh, they are wearing funny clothes here or a lot of the extras are dressed a little bit off. But otherwise, uh, it felt all of those sort of sequences and moments where which were the most 80s of it. It felt like it could have just been today. Or they should have went harder at it being a real 80s set movie. We put up the mall scene on our YouTube channel, and people were very split in the comment comments. Some people absolutely hated it. Some people really liked it a lot. I think I fall on the side of I wish the movie had been more consistent with that tone yeah. of just over-the-top, ridiculously-looking bad guys, uh, just very almost cheesy, cartoony stuff. Uh, if you're going to go for an 80s tone say something about it. You know, I think we'll probably disagree with this about the statement that I'm about to say, but I think stranger things often does a really good job of that, of not just aping at 80 style, but expanding on it in some way and uh, pushing it uh, into the future and embracing modern style while still very clearly setting in the eighties. And I think what wonder woman 1984 missed the mark a little bit is not trying to do that in some scenes, but not simultaneously. Yeah. I mean, uh, I could have, yeah, I definitely could have uh, enjoyed like, you know, like where's the orange Julius or sweet slap bracelet, bro? Like, you know, no doy or something, you know, to yeah. really kind of uh, we could have used have some, some fun, some no doy. like just yeah, yeah, like Justin was saying, like have some fun with where you're at a little bit. But I do appreciate the fact that they were trying to tell a bigger story. Uh, um, and Wonder Woman is a great character when you can talk about bigger things, which is great. Um, and I was very happy to see how a part of it, like Patty Jenkins was like, not only did she direct it, she also helped write it. And like, so like, great, like we've got a great team on this. Uh, it, it just, it felt like there was just like two movies fighting each other to get out a little bit. And I was very, you know, as a rom-com guy, I was very happy with what I got with Wonder Woman and Steve, but I felt like there was also, I I wanted more uh, Cheetah. There was a lot of like different stuff going on uh, that that they could have done other things, but uh, I'm not completely furious at the movie. I've seen some people online just absolutely uh, uh, over the top mad. I was happy that uh, you know, I wasn't in the theater paying full price for it, you know? <laughs> it does seem like um, the scuttlebutt right before we started online is that they're fast-tracking the, the next one. Um, with, they are. They're yeah. going to be doing Wonder Good. Woman 3. Uh, it did for Pandemic Times pretty well at the box office. 
HBO Max said it was their biggest day ever by far, without giving any exact numbers. They were like three times the usual, so I guess they went from one viewer a day to three viewers a day, so that's pretty huge for them. Yes, you like that, Justin? Slam. Alex, <laughs> always coming in. for HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah, Loves HBO, no, hates really the Max. Well. Like you said, they're doing Wonder Woman 3. They're fast-tracking it. Patty Jenkins is writing it. She's directing. Uh, Gal Gadot will be back. We don't know anything else about it. So to that end, given where things leave off in Wonder Woman 1984, what would you want to see in the threequel? I think we got to find a way to bring uh, bring her and Steve back together in a in a way that's less complicated but f- more functional. Uh, mm-hmm. I do think they deserve that romantic arc to be continued to continue to play out. It does seem like these movies are always set in a specific time. I don't know where they go from here. I'd be weird to go backwards. So I think mm-hmm. it has to be like what the mid '90s. I don't know. What I, mean, I was thinking Wonder Woman 2020 and set it during the pandemic. They're like just trapped inside the entire time. Wow. Ooh, that'd Can't be fun. That doesn't sound fun. That doesn't Talking sound about fun. The presidential election. I think it should oh. be 1994. You know, and just you know, really get into the grunge era and lean into like you know Wonder Woman punk band type of thing. I know? like what you're saying, Alex. So if it's 2020, they could sit around and review Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> <laughs> That'd what be do you crazy. Think about this split distribution model, <laughs> says Chris Pine, Steve Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> he could say anything with those dreamy blue eyes. Yeah. If they want to set it in the 90s, maybe they go for 1999 and they're like, wow, can you believe The Matrix and Fight Club were released in the same year? (laughs) That's crazy. Wow. I got to hear Wonder Woman's take on the uh, esoteric Hollywood news from different (laughs) different eras. I think they got to go beyond everything, right? I mean, at some point in the next couple of months, the Snyder Cut of Justice League is coming out. Uh, Clearly, that's going to add a couple of things. People are going to be debating and talking about that. There's certainly a lot of questions about... Why didn't Wonder Woman fly in Justice League if she knew how to fly 20 years earlier? What happened? So to your point, I don't think they got to go backwards. You got to kind of look at it as like Wonder Woman 1984. Great. We know what happened between then and Justice League and Batman v Superman. Let's see past that. Let's see a modern adventure. Let's see what post-Justice League Diana looks like. I think that should be fun. Yeah. Um, Any other final thoughts either on the movie or the threequel? Pete, um, thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I'm gonna give it. A, uh, di- I didn't hate it. I I, I loved parts of it. Nice. Um, uh, I fair think I th- of the three of us, I think I liked it the most. So I'll take that slot and um, have more fun in the future. Is what I would hope for. Yeah, breakdance fighting. More breakdance uh, fighting. That'd be great. Um, I think I'm probably a little more negative. Uh, I'm like Pete, glad I saw it at home. I think it's fine to watch. I don't think it's a great movie, but I think there are some fun sequences about, of it, and particularly if you're a fan of it, it's great. But next time, just uh, simplify it. Make it about Diana and Barbara. That's it. We don't need yeah. any of the rest of the stuff. That we didn't really talk about this, but I thought that relationship was great and got yeah. stimmied with a lot of other things going on in the movie. Um, just focus on one thing. It's okay. Not everything yeah. needs to be world-ending circumstances. Sometimes it can be a little personal and a little more simple. Ooh. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for watching. We appreciate it. We do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast. And you can come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Wonder Woman 1984 or any other movie, really, or comic books. That's fine, too. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to our regular podcast at Comic Book Live on Twitter, comicbookclublive.com. 
for this show and many more. Uh, again, if you're watching on YouTube, let us know in the comments what you thought. Uh, write down below. Like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs> bye bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.